0: Okay, with Eamon Wrightstone, A Place to Hide is the short film, uh, winner at the Wild Sound yes. Film Festival, really kind of interesting 10-minute film, nice, nicely stylized. This was done at NYU, correct, Eamon?
1: Yeah, it was done for my um, junior year for my intermediate film. So yeah.
0: So kind of, we've shown more than a few uh, NYU films, and this one, it's like I'm not just saying that; it's like one of my favorites. It's because it's, it's there's a lot of you took a lot of chances with this film. A lot of I I call this a gutsy short film, like especially in the student realm where, where it's like yeah, it's it's experimental in nature, but it's like obviously there's a there's a cohesive story. So when did you like when you did when did you first like come up with this idea first kind of write the script?
1: Um, I would say in. January of 2022 yeah I we have off for the month of January it's called like J term um so I knew going into the spring semester that I had to have a pitch ready for my junior a junior intermediate so I started I started pretty much I just locked myself in my apartment and I sat down with like okay what am I currently what do I want to explore right now like what do I want to explore about the world about myself um and so I kind of found this idea and I just went with it. And then
0: is there anything like personal about this film for you? Like, I, I'm assuming you were in a sex like it does no judgment, but like, is there something because it's obviously there's a there's a certain uh, thematic societal thematic happening in your film
1: yeah it's um the the story definitely plays with a lot of different things in terms of like sex work and talking about like uh failures within the healthcare system and things like that um and poverty uh i we definitely grew up uh with like no money and things like that so i understand the like poor end of things but no this story is definitely um not from my life um i you know but I don't know. As artists, you know, our art is a reflection of ourselves. So it was a very personal film for me to make, and there was a lot of myself in it. Even though it's not my story, and you know, this is not—I yeah. am not a sex worker. And no,
0: know. but I, but I think I'm from the the, the the way you're describing, like the certain upbringing with like, there's a there's a there's a there's a fear of like getting sick in the in like if you're if you're if you're living in poverty, I guess, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I also, you know, my, my dad has unfortunately had cancer um three times. He uh, just survived his last bout. I, when I was in high school, I think my sophomore year of high school. So there's been a lot of, a lot of loss in my family as well on top of that. So this really came from that kind of, uh, yeah. that realization of our own like mortality, I guess. And that the realization there. like the, yeah. the,
0: the, it resonates with you in the film.
1: Absolutely. Or, absolutely. Where are you from originally? I'm from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. So that's middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, middle. That's the, what do they say? What's the saying that there's like, it's like, uh, there's Philadelphia, Pennsylvania Philadelphia and in, in, uh, Pittsburgh and then Alabama in the middle.
1: Yeah, so. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But it's, I love going, I love driving through there. I've driven, dri- driven through there a few times through Pennsylvania, like middle Pennsylvania. It's like really kind of cool, kind of quaint. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful so you've
0: come a long way then. You're in your senior year at NYU. It's a huge school. It's like one of the top five film schools in the world. So I'm just curious, yeah. before we get to your film, how did you kind of, how did you get into, how did you like land where you are now? I'm just curious.
1: Um. Well, I, for the longest time, wanted to do architecture. So I, um, leading up to my senior year of high school, that's what I was planning on doing. Um, and then i don't know i just took a ton of photography classes in high school and i realized how much love i had for cinematography i didn't really understand what directing was yet until i got to nyu um but i just i fell in love with the craft of uh filmmaking um and i had always loved movies growing up so i kind of changed everything and just switched to film and i applied to nyu so you have to make like a a film to get in so i made like my first short ever um, and I did not think that I was going to get in anywhere. Um, and I got into Yu, and then here I am. And you have to I'm... do
0: an interview or anything like that to get in? Sorry, what? Do you have to do an interview? Like did they have to did they, like when you applied?
1: Uh, no, it was, but it was, a, oh my God, the application was terrible. It's so, it's like six different essays and you have to write all these different creative essays on top of like academic. And then you make the 10 minute film that you have to submit. And then I think I had to submit a portfolio as well or it might have been the film instead of the portfolio I don't know but it was pretty intensive um but yeah there was no interview and go with your SAT
0: scores and then go to your GPA I guess too as well yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah. and I was a community service um like I did social justice organization in high school uh for a very long time so I did a lot of like working in the community and doing like panels and things like that to talk about like race and a, a ton of different issues in my community because my and my high school was racist as hell so I was doing work there nice. so I actually am on full scholarship at NYU uh, because of that work that's, so, that's
0: yeah. amazing that's like that's like what a what a great journey and you've already made this yeah. amazing, like junior film so okay so tell us so you wrote the script in, in in January so it's only been 11 months uh, since' you, only been 11 months you wrote it so you made it in January so then in February what happened what's the next step you have to go out and pitch it uh, your faculty
1: yeah so I had to go Um, day one of spring semester I had to pitch the idea so I had like a pitch deck ready and I had like the very rough draft to the script Um, and I just was like okay this is the thing I want to make and I know it's like kind of experimental yeah uh, and I recognize that but like this is a really interesting story to me and I really want to kind of go for this interesting shooting style and like and then it was just pre-production, and then I shot it in in April. Yeah, beginning of April. It was a very short turnaround from writing it.
0: Does everybody like? So, the, like, I'm assuming not everybody gets to make their films.
1: Um, it's yeah, every everyone does. It's just. Um, how do I explain this? You're like, you make like your thesis, not everyone gets to make their thesis based on like, you know, how prepared you are to make it. Yeah. Um, but in your junior year, everyone gets to make like a film like this, where it's like a little bridge between like doing small exercises and then making your thesis. So yeah. like everyone gets to make an intermediate,
0: the intermediate um, film. And then so everybody who worked, the crew was all, everybody was from 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 the school?
1: Yes, everyone on the crew is from NYU. It was a completely student production.
0: And you DP'd it yourself, correct?
1: I was director and DP, yes.
0: Why did you I'm just curious, why did you choose <laughs> why did you choose to DP from your school?
1: I know I get that I get that question a lot. Um I just it I think because it's such a simple visual design, I was yeah. like, okay, this is something that I can just do myself. And it was also, I think, a test run for me to see if I it was possible to direct and dp at the same time. I have learned that it's not. <laughs> um we but we pulled it off because it is uh, you know a film with such a simple visual design but in going my thesis I will be working with someone that I go to school with who I've worked with in the past just because it's a lot when you're trying to work with actors and then you're trying to like make sure the visuals are good um but moving forward I definitely want to still have as much involvement in like the lighting and things like that because it's important to me but that's why I did it I just I don't know I, I just wanted to do it myself. Oh, it's, it's, like it's almost like
0: you said. It's a bridge before your thesis film. It's it's. I guess they're. I, maybe they say it to you in school. Like it's a time for you to explore. I guess, right?
1: Yeah, it's a huge time of exploring and learning, and it taught me so much about production and you know, especially running my own production. Like I, had, I had worked on like budgeted short films outside of school, but this is the first time I was directing one. So mm-hmm. I learned a lot about like what works, what doesn't work. Um, and I learned a lot about obviously moving forward as a director, what I want to continue doing in my visual style, and what I don't want to do. And yeah. yeah,
0: No, yeah. yeah, I really, I remember when I first saw this film, I'm like, oh, this is a, I like this film a lot. I think this guy's onto something. <laughs> is uh, you have like a two minute shot, like in the film where it's just, it's like a static shot in the hotel room and of the, of like he's doing with the sex worker. And it's like, when you're doing, I'm just, we'll get to, to more of the aspects, but I'm just curious that sh- particular shot that's it's kind of gutsy because it's like it 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 needs to work right. Were you afraid that like did someone try to like want kind of urge you to do coverage on it or did you like no this is it?
1: Yeah, um, funnily enough, I uh, was told to do coverage on it by um my directing the actor professor. Her name is Katherine Lindbergh She's amazing, and I've I've studied under her um a couple times. Yeah, and um she was pretty adamant with me about getting coverage on it um, but it was the it was the it was the the style of the film was really to kind of do this play-esque yeah sort of look and this sort of vibe and it's really supposed to be representative of um, his mother's condition but also to separate the viewer so much from his world and to show like kind of how out of control Charlie is from all of his surroundings Um. so yeah I was definitely encouraged to to do coverage and that's why it cuts in um, to close stuff because I felt that the end of the scene really needs it. Yeah. Um But you know, there are part of I think like now maybe if I was to do the film, I might have you know done a little bit more of it. Uh. Yeah. But I still think that the emotional beats come across in the wides enough. And
0: yeah. It was very smart that you basically got that coverage with the close-ups because it it was it like there's a there's a story beat that needed you needed to jump in into especially the guy uh, the guy the who is. Not to mean your main character, but the other guy. We needed to kind of yeah. see his perspective, like from a close-up perspective. So,
1: absolutely, and it's also, you know, then it made me have to think in the visual design. Okay, when am I going to go into close-ups? Yeah. And when am I going to be pushing in? And what is the meaning of pushing in in these moments? And so I had to get like very specific because if the whole film is across wides and then I cut, I'm cutting to close-ups, it has to be purposeful. So,
0: and you also like, there's, a, I think you're on Handel too, right? Yes. So yeah. So you're going from static to handheld, that kind of like has this kind of weird affection going on.
1: So yeah.
0: So tell me about your your cast. Where did you find your cast?
1: Um, my cast. So River Knight, uh, the lead. He plays Charlie, which um, that's the the lead character. None of the characters have names, which is purposeful. Um, but I I gave them names. Okay. Um, so River, I have been friends with uh since. beginning of being here at nyu and i've always been a big fan of his acting he's super talented um he's still i think he finished studying at stella adler and now he's i don't know he's brilliant um and so we did a normal casting and he came in and read for the role and it was like it was brilliant so i had to cast him um and then in terms of all the other characters it was just we went through actors access and backstage and just did at the time we could do in-person auditions which is amazing so we um yeah we just held auditions and the cast that you see in the film were the best people that came through auditions and yeah so that's how I kind of found them I found them through through New York and then obviously my lead character I've, I've known him a while now so
0: oh it's good he's, he's he's really good in the film so then you then you shot like uh at the hotel then you kind of like I guess you rented hotel a whole couple hotel rooms and shot
1: inside the hotel room yeah it was um hudson plaza motel in bayonne new jersey so um we were we looked at a my producers and i looked at a ton of different motels
0: like looking for shitty
1: hotels i guess right? the shittiest <laughs> hotels that we could find and it we just saw hudson plaza and i was like this is it i was like this is the one like we have to use this there's so there's so much like i don't know the, the motel really becomes a character of its own within the film um and when i when i saw this motel i was like it has so much character it has such a look like it was perfect so i was pretty adamant about getting that one from the beginning and we did so yeah we just rented like i think it was we had to get three rooms yeah. so the shooting room and then we had like two staging rooms and then so we had to like shoot around people that were there uh but it was it wasn't too bad
0: they didn't mind i guess that you were shooting there
1: no so many people were excited about it and all these people wanted to know what we were doing and apparently it's a pretty popular motel for shoots um but it was difficult we had to like we could only shoot on a thursday and then a sunday because we couldn't affect their evening business um so i was like i was like well sir if you read the audio podcast
0: we kind of did quotations there
1: yeah yeah the quote-unquote evening business i was like well sir if you read the script you'll see that the movie's all about the evening business that you're yeah. talking about, so it's perfect. But yeah, so we you work. have another
0: long shot, like about it. it's like almost like a two minute shot too, and you kind of move in a little bit in the in the bank, which which is, which seems like a like it like like in second viewing, it's like oh, is this like it's, it's so it's very much staged, but you're so much into the story, you're not even realizing that the way you kind of like did you just like go into like a studio and kind of shoot and, and like art directed and kind
1: of shoot the scene? He, um, the part where he's at the ATM? Yeah.
0: No, he's, oh, at the, he's in the bank, the sunny side.
1: Oh, the, the uh, living facility. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, the living yeah. Facility um, Kansas, yeah, No, no worries. I just wanted to clarify. Um, We did that on a soundstage. Yeah. Yeah, it was provided by uh ghetto film school, New York. Uh, so I had a couple friends that went through the ghetto film school program. Um, And I knew that they had this giant like space up in Queens. So I reached out to them and told them about the production and asked if we could use the space. And they said we could do it for free. Um, And then we were going to prefab the walls at NYU, but they didn't allow us because we weren't using NYU sound stages because they were closed by COVID. So we were like punished for their own rules. But anyway, so I went to a set shop in New York and I pretty much begged them to give me flats. And then, yeah, we just built it and PD'd it ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. we did it. So, like I said, we shot in the motel on a Thursday. Then on the Friday, the build team went to the soundstage and built the set. Then we shot on it on the Saturday, and then tore it all down, and then went back to the motel on the Sunday and finished out the shoot.
0: Gotcha. But yeah. Yeah. No. And then the, but you decided just to do another one shot, I guess, with that with that scene, I guess, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 We decided to do it all in all in one take. The whole the whole film, you know, is yeah. all across long takes. Yeah.
0: So yeah. we, they were like, and it's just, it works. It, like the film does work. It's like you nervous, like in the editing room, or were you like, oh my god, like
1: terrified. Oh, you're yeah. terrified. Okay. I will because it's a it's a huge, you know, it's yeah. definitely outside of what is normally sure allowed. Um, within filmmaking and so it took a lot of convincing people that it was going to work um so i had to do a lot of convincing of myself that it was going to work because so many people were doubting that it would work and it did i think that it really does work um
0: Uh, no well that's why we're talking right now right so yeah but yeah it works Yeah, yeah 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 what did they think about what did your what did your teachers think about when they saw the final product
1: um so i i guess at the time at the end of the school year i only had like a rough assembly. So I would say going into my thesis process where I had to screen it for my class and my professor before making my pitch for my thesis, yeah. um, everyone really liked it. Um, You know, there are, there are things that could obviously be better and be improved. And I have a million, million different ways to grow and get better and improve. Um, And so there's obviously things I'm going to take with me to do, do differently. And my thesis is nothing like this film at all. Um, But yeah, people really have always people have always told me that they resonate with it, and that you know it's sad, <laughs> of course, yeah. but it's still like the themes really seep out of it, um, and it makes people feel something, and that's all I can really hope for.
0: Uh, and so, in terms of your sound design, did someone one of your one of your students did the sound design?
1: Yes, I love talking about this. Um, my friend Alicia, um, she uh, Kian, I believe. I hope I'm not messing up her last name. I'm gonna feel so bad if I am. Um, but Alicia was my sound designer and she was incredible because yeah. uh, going into it, I talked to her about it, um, about going for this super atmospheric sound, kind of um, Hand of God uh, by Paolo Sorento. It was a great example. I mean, it had such beautiful sound design, like ASMR almost level sound design. And so I went to her and I was like, I just want to create the most atmospheric you know film possible and she did an incredible she's so talented she did an amazing job yeah
0: it's a really i would work with her again for sure
1: oh absolutely i will be working with alicia forever she's incredible
0: and so she but she like she goes your school she does and she's like that's, that's what she's specifically like centering on is sound
1: yeah she sound mixes and then she does um uh, post-sound as well she sound yeah. designs and then final mixes she's worked with like npr and like
0: yeah she's gonna she's gonna have a nice career ahead of her it, oh it's absolutely really nicely nicely not like uh it's nicely balanced like sound design there's like it's something there's little specifics in there that's like really cool like i like i'm saying on second third reunion where like when i start breaking down your film it's like yeah there's really it's a really nice nice mix here It's not, it's not too busy. It's just like, it is, it's serving the story, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really, it was really beautiful sound design. She did such an amazing job and really understood like the soundscape that I was trying to build. Um, It's yeah, it's this like, almost this silence over the entire film, but at the same time, it's so much noise. Yeah, exactly. Really interesting, It's a
0: contradiction and it's like a contradiction of emotions, which is your character in a lot of ways, right? Like- Exactly, yeah. yeah. So it serves the story. So yeah, it, it's like really interesting. It's like uh, there it, it's like I was li- listening to uh, an interview with uh, Quest Quest Love. He's like, I think he's like Jimmy Jimmy, um, the Late Show guys. He's the band member, right? And he does he he teaches at NYU, and he was worried that that basically that the art that's being made at NYU is not like showcasing kind of like what's going on in society because everybody's kind of like wealthy this is his words right like he was just saying that like he's like people are smart but it's like they got that wealthy perspective right so you should tell him you should show him this film <laughs> basically
1: is he teaching right so, um i believe so yeah i mean yeah. i mean, I would love if Questlove saw yeah. saw my film yeah. um yeah i i'm gonna be honest i really agree with him i i feel like there is i mean that's kind of what happens with with immense wealth, there is sure. this dis- disconnection. Um, and so I've seen it a lot in my peers and this yeah. this lack of real connection to what's actually happening in the world. Um, and and yeah, and I think it's causing storytelling to suffer here at NYU because the the point of views are not as authentic, but there are, you know, don't get me wrong, there are some incredible, incredible people that are out here telling yeah. stories, so yeah.
0: yeah. Jimmy Fallon, sorry. Um... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah no quest yeah quest loves a dj and yeah he's his drummer i believe Jimmy he's his drummer, drummer and,
0: on those yeah. shows, so I, for some reason i couldn't come up with that so i no, so know. my suggestion to you is that is that because he said that specifically he's on the record to say saying that in a podcast i would basically find him out whatever put it in his mailbox send him a note said i heard this or you could find somewhere or basically i did it someone told me this and it's like here why don't you watch this film because i think yeah. that and then he can get it, get you, and get into the right hands. Anyways, it's just a suggestion because it's like I was really, he really kind of was was worried about that because he said he said nothing against the people who go to the school. It's like they're all smart and they all belong there, but it's like that that was his one worry. So watching your film kind of made me remind you that.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely. It's definitely a real issue and a, yeah. definitely a very prevalent thing, but yeah, nothing against the people, but I, I yeah. definitely agree with him. It's, it's unfortunate. There is a, I, you know, coming from Harrisburg, we had people that were wealthy that I went to high school with, but it was nothing like this. Like I had to go through a huge learning curve myself because I had never been around such immense wealth like this in my entire life. Um, So it was crazy, but yeah, I mean, uh, that's Maybe I'll see. Maybe I'll see if Questlove can can read yeah. this. I love Summer of Souls. so that would be incredible to talk to him about. So. Well,
0: that's that's my like. Well, let's let's put, do the math, right? If if tuition is forty thousand dollars a year, then and they're the students are not really worrying about that money. <laughs> the parents of those students must be doing okay to afford a salary that some people just make in their in their year. That's a yearly salary for some people, right? So yeah, that's what the tuition is right.
1: Absolutely, yeah. It's uh,
0: a little nut bar, isn't it?
1: Just a little, just a little. It's definitely crazy. Like when I, I like when I freelance, I make, I sometimes make more than what my parents are making. So it's like crazy that there are people out there that have just like, yeah, yeah millions of dollars at their disposal. That um, says but, you, you know. have a
0: purpose, though. Like you have, like you're, you have an intelligence. You have a point of view. So you have a purpose as a filmmaker and you come from that place. And like, listen, I went to, and I went to, to, uh, I went to school in New York city, but I was 22 years old. I went to postgraduate. So I, am from a small town and I was, I was, it took me three months to figure this city out. Like I was really overwhelmed, nervous, scared, all that stuff. Right. So I'm assuming you were 18, 19 years old. So I, just, you like for you that you have to get through that city first, and then you have to go to school and pass in and, and feel those things. So I know I know emotionally where you come where you come from. So so congratulations yeah. for where you are now. So
1: thank you. Yeah, and you know going through the living here in the pandemic and everything oh, too is yeah, in the middle yeah. of college was like crazy. So yeah, it's been it's been a journey a journey. It's a great a city. Journey. Yeah, great city. I love it here.
0: Well, what did you think? So we send the audience to you in the audience feedback video. What did you think about the audience? What the audience had to say? Our audience had to say about your film.
1: Oh, it was amazing. Um, it was it was more than I could have I could have asked for. Honestly, I was it was just really cool. I think to to hear people understanding what I was like doing on a directorial level. I guess because like no one wants to be like that you know, or at least I don't want to be that director that's like, I'm so brilliant and I have all these ideas and, yeah. you know, like I don't want to be that person. So, but it was incredible to see that people really were understanding my directorial choices and the meanings behind them. Uh, I remember the one audience member was talking about like the um space, that there's so much space held within the film and so much silence to make you really have to sit in the weight of the moments. And it was like, yes, like, yeah. And, I don't and then also i was really happy to hear that people liked the decision to not have a score because that was such a difficult decision to make um and we just i the sound design was so incredible that i was just like i feel like that's what it needs to be yeah. um but yeah it was amazing to just hear people's understandings of the themes and i remember the one audience member talked about like the empathy that i was holding towards sex work and towards trauma and towards pain and um and it's because i i've you know i have i've I'm no stranger to yeah. unfortunate life situations, so I try and always come to my films with a ton of empathy and so much empathy towards my characters, even if they're bad people. Like, I, I want to empathize with them. Um, it's my job as the director, so it was cool. It was so cool.
0: Yeah, yeah and it's like your base, kind of a film about like even the the people going to the sex workers. It's it's a, it's a film about there's a, it's a lost. It's people are lost in in the system of capitalism, system of America. And they, nobody gives a shit about them, right?
1: So At all. Yeah. and it's a, a huge a huge thing about the you know the failures of the healthcare systems. like the scene with um, him when he's in the Sunnyside care facility where we're pushing in and he's talking about his mom and the situation he's going through uh, came from a real life experience. like I stayed in the LaGuardia hotel when I got COVID because my roommate and I couldn't isolate well enough. Yeah, so, so I was in the hotel isolation program. And there was this guy that had just gotten out of the hospital like a week prior. He's like telling the nurse that he like couldn't walk. He almost died like last week. Just really like looking for someone to hear him and see him in that moment. And she listened and she was like, yeah, uh-huh. And then like kind of went back on her phone. And it was this moment that was so like gut-wrenching for me. I think this, this man just wanted someone to like see him and hear him and hear his pain. And like she did, but like... was that disconnect so i really took that and put that into that scene yeah Um,
0: yeah you just touched on something too where like the healthcare system sucks but there's a there's an emotional element missing as well where like there's trauma and there's recovery and there's like what you're feeling emotionally and that's so underfunded like nobody cares Mm. about that doctors their job is to heal from a physical level and it's, they're not doing anything wrong, but their, their job is to heal from a physical level and get people out of the hospital as quick as possible. Yeah. So feels concerned for new patients. Right. But there is that, like what you described is that guy just wanted someone to, to talk to him and make him make him understand where he's feeling emotionally. And that's, that leads to faster recovery, I guess. Right. But that's something that's. Yeah.
1: And it's just something that, she, and and I can't really blame the woman at the same time because she must, you know, they're working these shifts in this hotel and they're yes. really long shifts. And like, and so it was just this really hard situation where it's like, I can tell that she obviously cares, but like she can't, she, because she's so exhausted, she can't 100%. give him the energy that he yeah. needs. And it was just this really, it was in the elevator going, you got like 30 minute outside time yeah. a day. It was terrible. Um, But in that one elevator ride, that situation happened. It just like. And I was in the midst of like working on this film. And so I threw in the scene because I was like, this is, yeah, it's perfect. It gives Char- uh, Charlie this opportunity to really have this grand catharsis and still people, it's, they just don't really care yeah. and they can't really give him that help that he needs.
0: No, that, that's, that's exactly it. It's right there. Like I said, no, the, the system is the, is, is the, the macro is the difficulty, it's yes. not the people, not the micro elements of the of the system. It's the it's the system itself, I guess, right? So that's broken. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're on to something. Uh, hopefully, we'll, we can. I want to see your thesis film uh, when yeah. it's done in a few uh, next. I guess in the next five six months. And so let's talk again when you make your thesis film. Hopefully, we'll, you'll uh, submit to us again, and uh, we can we can talk uh, as your career progresses.
1: Yeah, I absolutely will. I, I, I'm excited to talk the next time. Thanks. One two three four five six. So my son, Hudson Corporation.